Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Hello and welcome back to the Liverpool Groove. Good couple of wins since we uh, last come to us. FA Cup against Norwich and uh, the league against West Ham. So I'm going to get right to it. Going to keep it short and sweet today, hopefully. And um, Norwich, Jay, I know you went the game. Um, they, made, <laughs> they made it difficult for us in the end. I mean, talk, I think we went 2-0 up and then they got that. Shouldn't have... Gomez for the goal, for their goal was poor. Um, he had a good game other than that, to be fair, which was frustrating. Uh did you expect them to make it as difficult as they did? No, I thought the goal made it a bit edgy, but I don't think we were ever in any danger of losing or conceding again. It was one of them. We Gomez literally did just fucking stop dead, not go towards the ball, and he got the shot off he shouldn't have. Uh, but other than that, I thought it was like a training game. It, so don't get me wrong, the first 20 minutes didn't see fuck all because in the road 35 at the lower Annie, and all I could see is the edge in front of me. Dog shit. Had to go down and Get lower down to see the pitch in there. Um, yeah, I thought we played well. Minamino was brilliant, absolutely brilliant again. And I, I've said it again, we said it last week for eight million pounds, he's comfortable playing them games and he works his ass off, he presses, he fits the system, and he, he's, doing, he's doing a good job again. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that that second goal was, um, you know, any of the front, any of the main front three, be proud of that strike. It was a great goal. Um, but like you say, he's working hard, he's, he's grinding. When he comes into the team, he takes his chances nine times out of ten. Um, he's he's a fantastic squad player to have, um, and I think he's only behind. I think he's only behind the main front three now in terms of goals, isn't he? Uh, for goal, this season, was brilliant. Yeah, well, who needs Messi when you've got Minamino? Um, <laughs> yeah, definitely, I mean, he's literally outscoring him this season, so I'm, I'm not even messing. Um, what what did you make of Minamino's performance today? I think it's Jay said it. Danny just for. I think everyone, when you bought him for eight million, you weren't expecting the play you were going to get for eight million and the goals he's he's produced for us and the, the most important goals he's produced for as well. I think he he always when he's asked to play, he, he stands in and does a good job. And you can't really say he ever has a bad game when he plays. Really, I don't think I've seen I've, I've seen him having a couple, but that was when he was first adapting. So really, just yeah, excellent performance early and two important goals. I think his price tag affects him because not not affects him, it affects people's judgments of him. Now, if he was worth 40 mil, like Diaz, and was scoring the way he is, his goal-to-game ratio, you'd you'd be all over it. Because he's only 8 mil and he's not really in the squad all that much, it's getting overlooked a little bit. Uh, he's doing just as much as any of them at the minute when he is playing. So, fair play to him, he cracks on. Yeah, absolutely. How, how important for us do you think it is to have them type of players who aren't going to play all the time, but will come up with your important goals, your Minaminos, your Origis, you know, um, Jota I mean Jota not really this season that was more last season but it, it's so important to have them I mean the impact of Minamino as you say especially this season he's really cracked on I think the loan spell at Southampton really helped them as well 
because he looked he looked like he was playing well there, looked like he was enjoying his football. So it's obviously worked wonders for him. Um, I say the goal for that Norwich squad shouldn't have really happened. Gomez sort of, I don't know, he kind of fell asleep for that moment, didn't he? Um, but he had a good game. Other than that, I thought he was really good. Actually, I thought he was. If he never, if that never happened, he was probably a, a eight nine out of ten for me, to be honest with you. Um, what was the atmosphere like in the ground, Jake? Because on telly, it didn't seem great. Um, dog shit. Mm. Nah, it was like, you know, it was just a stalemate. It, it, it was one of them games where, again, I don't think anyone was in any worry of conceding a second goal or that we weren't going to score. So it was just a case of let's just be here till it ends and go home as fast as we can. There was people getting off with fifty with 10, 15 minutes to go. Uh, people getting getting off at two one. Never, never understood it, but it just had that feel that we were. We're definitely going through, so it's mad that it's like that. Sometimes it's worse when you're overconfident and the game's not great. You know mm. what I mean? It's sometimes it's just when it's too easy. Sometimes it can affect the atmosphere as well, as yeah. as well when it's too hard. It's, it's mad. Yeah, I think the only time I picked up the atmosphere you could hear on telly was when they did score the goals. If to say, "Come on, you just need to, you just need to finish the game off," sort of thing. But yeah. as you said, even watching it, you, you were in any danger thinking we were going to go out or they were going to equalize and. It was just not that sort of game. You could tell that anyway. It was it was just a dead game, really, wasn't it? Yeah, it was mad. <clears throat> they had that one chance after they scored, and Alisson had to tip it over the bar, I think. But that was it. Um, again, it's not that we knew we should be comfortably beating them, regardless of the team they put out. Do you think if that was a league game, with what's at stake in the league at the minute, that would have been a better atmosphere, even if it was still as sort of edgy at the end as it was? I don't know. I don't know, because there's been times in on-field this year where it has been edgy and the atmosphere has been shite. It's only when, I think, from Man City losing to Tottenham, that's when our, our ground started picking up a little bit. Um, no, I thought Norwich was going to be was lively. We just won the cup, going there to, to stake a claim to get in the next round for the, for the next cup. I thought it was going to be lively, but say sometimes it's, it's late, it's, it's freezing cold. Mm. I mean, it's um, you've got loads of first times at the match because more tickets are available. You don't know the songs. You haven't got the bottle to get songs going. Stuff like that. It, it all it all adds up to, to a shit atmosphere in the end. But mm. I think even it, if you look at West Ham though as well, the atmosphere didn't even sound great for the West Ham game. I think it was it was more more nervy than anything else. When we went one 0 up, it didn't look like it looked like they were going to score more than we were against West Ham, and I think that affected the atmosphere against West Ham and. That was one of them games where I think everyone said it. Yeah, it might not have been a brilliant game, but we got the three points and a scrappy one 0 win really at the end of it. Um, when you look at their chances, they had the better chances, like the clean cut chances really, should have put the game to bed. Yeah, I mean, I was in work for that, so I, I had my iPad with me and managed to see majority of it. Um, West Ham, I mean, it's not West Ham of three or four years ago, you know what I mean? It's a completely different West Ham now. They've already beat us this season, obviously, so we knew what to expect. Um, I've seen people on Twitter like going, oh, come on, it's only West Ham, for fuck's sake. It's like, only West Ham are one of the only fucking two teams to beat us this season. You can't. them anymore. Yeah, you look at them as well. They're, they're fighting for top four, aren't they? And, exactly. And it shows the way they've been playing and they're in Europe still and and I think David Moyes done really, very well, really. Since he left Everton, I think it's been his best job up to now that he's done. 100%. Done, really, and, and fair play to him, really. But if you look at the Blues now, they're getting beat 5-0. Is it 5-0? Yeah, That's the corner being booked, and I'm waiting for him to get booked for, for the sun. <laughs> I've got a clue, just seen 5-0 flash up then, I thought, ooh, the Blues again. Oh, fucking hell. We've, we've come up here to do this instead. 
<laughs> I yeah. said before the game, right? I texted the Evertonians in the group chat before before the game saying it's going to be 5 0 this. But it's probably not. It's probably going to be out 6 or 7, isn't it? Probably, no, yeah. No I'm, yellow card I'm, for you yet, Jay, anyway. No, no. Forrest is still winning 2 1 as well. Forrest oh, winning? Tonight, yeah, yeah, 2 1. Yeah, yeah. If you get, I think it's the first time we will have got Forest in the FA Cup. I think since since uh, Hillsborough, I think, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Not the first yeah, we haven't played for years, have we? No, no. no. I mean, I, I think yeah, because they even got relegated in like '95, something like that, wasn't it? So mm-hmm. just, we haven't even had the chance to play them, and and obviously for all of us, we we know about the rivalry that there was with Forest during the '80s and stuff like that, but we've never got to sort of experience a game at their ground so I hope they get it because I think it's just going to be great experience Yeah, um, even just watching on telly would be fantastic but looking forward to it hopefully, hopefully we do get we do get Forrest in the next round um, like we say West Ham it, it was always going to be a tough game as you said Craig they're fighting for top four Moyes has got them playing well um, it probably would have been tougher if they had the two best players I think Bowman off injured didn't he and mm-hmm. then there was no Declan Rice so that's obviously huge for them um, so I seen someone say Mark Noble come on and was fucking bossing the game. I, I didn't see that bit, like, but um, he played to, one back through the middle. That's and he, he, scored, he scored probably the best, best, um, disallowed goal you'll oh, ever see. I, I was going, Alison wasn't even looking, he knew it was offside. I said, Dad, he's just tinked Alison from yeah, just... <laughs> fucking putting your blinkers on. Yeah, oh, no, to be fair, I'd do, I'd be saying the same if I'd have seen it. I, I'm one of them, like, ah, oh, yeah, he knew, he knew it was going mad. I remember a couple of seasons ago, Van Dijk started to pass it back to Alisson and it went out for a goal kick. I was like, he knew where Alisson was. He, he knew what he was doing. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm one of them myself. No, it was it was, it was was what we needed. Like you say, we, we got the win. Um, one of them wins, again, we've talked about the sort of buzz around the club lately and it felt like one of them wins from the title winning season. Don't play well. You grind out the result and it come in the end. So just what we needed, especially with fucking City, Twat and United yesterday. That was just didn't expect anything more. Like, but you thought you put Spectre, a bit of a fight. Didn't expect that, it. Couldn't be arsed with the loving for Man City saying, "Oh, there's a massive statement." Twat in your derby. Man United shit. The finished. So it's not a statement. Little West Ham couldn't be best than Man United. Mm. They had a great game against us. They, they put us under danger so many times. But we fucking rid the storm, lads, and we got over it. We scored, and I think the way we defended at times, you know. I think and the attacks we had, I think we did deserve to win the game. Played the high line a few times. The, the one that he was definitely on side where Trent was fuming. That had me nerves gone like because yeah. he, he looked three yards off and then he shows you and he was he was fucking on like but yeah. I think we we become, become so used to actually getting them offsides in our favour. You know, you have seen in stats how many times we've got offside that I can understand why they just immediately assume that he's offside because it they are that many times. Um, no, like you say, we rid the storm. We done what we needed to do. Um, but we got obviously big game tomorrow into second leg after going to San Siro and beating them two 0 Um, it was just, it was a tough game there. It's going to be a tough game at Anfield, but I mean, I'm in no doubt that we're gonna we're gonna see the game out and go through. Yeah, definitely. I think um, obviously they play well the weekend. Then they won five nil into, so they're obviously coming with a bit of confidence behind them, but. I think on one of them special Anfield nights under the lights and that at a European night, I don't think any team really, I think before they even go on the ground, a lot of the time the fans have got the team beat already. Um, so I can see it being another one of them nights tomorrow. Yeah, definitely. Oh. Uh, hey, either, I, 
I'm going into Anfield when we're winning. I'd rather yeah. be, be going to the second leg. I'm, it's weird. I feel it like is, yeah. I feel like we're a bit too comfortable when we're winning. Um, I, I I hope for the game, I hope they come at us from the offs. I hope they don't sit in and try and counter. I hope they come at us and that'll, that'll benefit us in the long run. And hopefully, if they can put us under a bit of danger early, the fans will get the tails up and get behind the team. And it will be one of them nights then. But yeah, they're, they're, a, decent, they're a decent outfit. It's going to be, again, a tough game. Um, we Hopefully, we go full strength and we can, we can nick an early goal and put it yeah. to bed early. Yeah, I think he'll, he'll definitely be on full strength. But, uh, I reckon he'll be starting with Diaz, Mane and Salah up front for the front three. I'm looking at Mane to the middle, you know, I am. Yeah. I am You're the seeing the best out of him again now, aren't you? Yeah. Badness first, touches first, touches fucking horrendous. Never I, think seen it, like I think it's too hard to, to... Obviously, he's got to play him through the middle because he can't give him his, his position back on the left wing because Diaz has just basically took it off him. Since he's come in, you, could, you couldn't drop him, could you? You couldn't say, I'll, I'll drop Diaz because... He's been probably our best player since he signed. But again, with Diaz, I think Diaz coming on off the bench for half an hour is a massive impact. I think Mane's lost that ability. Where yeah, he comes yeah. Game. I don't think he's the same anymore. I think, I think he comes off frustrated. Yeah. I think even when you bring Jotter on, I think he's rather have Jotter from the start, whereas Diaz makes more of an impact from the bench, whereas he can get up the field, whereas Jotter, I think he come on the other day, didn't he, from the bench? I think, was it against West Ham? And he... he he didn't really. He looked more frustrated than anything else. Yeah. Super fouls away and stuff like that. I think he'd make more of an impact from the start. Yeah. But so. The thing with Diaz, he's a completely different dimension as well. No one's seen much of him, so he doesn't know what he's going to do. So the defenders don't fucking know what he's going to do. He just mm-hmm. mixes it up, and that's why I say he's a bit like Luis Suarez because you don't, you can't, you can't pre-plan what he's about to do because he no. doesn't know himself. He just does it there and then. Yeah. And I think well, he manages right game a little bit now. Little step over top of the shoulder and cut on the inside, or you'll just knock a past you and run. And defenders are getting onto it, but through the middle, he's different again. He's holding the ball up and he's he's looking for a pass. And um, say one thing about the game against West Ham was uh, Salah frustrated the fucking life out of me. There was about three or four times where he could have passed and it would have been a goal scoring opportunity, and instead he shot from like thirty yards or from a mad angle, and it was time and time again. It was fucking yeah. frustrating. Definitely. It was that one where he could have done a little back heel to Diaz, couldn't he? And Diaz yeah. would have been the boxer. Diaz would have one-on-one, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's Mad. just, obviously, I think he, you see it, though. You can tell when Salah's going to just be a bit greedy because if he's missed a couple of chances and he thinks, I want this goal, because he thinks he's got a score in every game, doesn't he? That's what he thinks to himself. So well, that one in the first him. five minutes has decided the game for Salah. Yeah, see, yeah. From then on, he's been desperate to make up for it. And mm-hmm. that's brilliant for the striker, don't get me wrong. He scores more than he misses, but... In, in games like that, where you are, you, you know, you're treading fucking dodgy waters, you, you're only 1 0 up. You, you need your team to be a team. You need your, yeah. your best passing to dangerous positions, and we never done it. That's it. If you've got chances to put the game to bed dead and laughing because he's shooting instead, you've, you've got to put the team first in those situations. If we were 3 4 0 up, then yeah, fucking shoot from wherever you want. I'm not asked, but you've got to put the team first. I think um, for me, the one player I want to point out is Eric Canate. From the West Ham game, oh. I thought up against Antonio, oh, fucking fast, strong. Did you see and... the speed of him and that run when Antonio was? Yeah, like, he just beat him to it. Then he held him off and that. Why just... did he even try and knock him past him like that and sprint? But he, he's he's what he's a hell of a player that Antonio make. Yeah, he's a great player, like. But it's like, he, it's like he'd never watched. Who? Can I think? Something like 21. that. Yeah. Twenty-one. Twenty-one years. Well, with him, mate. Yeah, I think he's a monster. 
I seen something the other day about him, and it said something like he's one of them once in a generation defenders. And now he said if if Liverpool if someone wants to buy Canate now, he said they wouldn't have to pay double what Liverpool paid. They'd have to pay like triple basically for, for a defender like him for his age and what he's going like, to be. At Leipzig, all the talk was about Upa Meccano, and no one was really talking about Canate. And Upa Meccano was going for fucking 60, 65 million to buy him. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, there's, there's a little 30 for Canate. Michael Edwards is a genius, and he, he they, they, Liverpool don't go off like the, the hype of, oh, this player's brilliant and that. They, they do it all the science, don't they, behind it, and like how many injuries he's had or how old he is if he fits the bill of being under 25 and that. And I think, obviously, when you look <laughs> at the last couple of players that have come in, they've also, apart from Thiago, they've all fitted that bill. Apparently that Ralph Ragnick was the one who put us onto him as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I asked for his advice and he said go for him instead of Bukamo. So, well, in I was going to say you got one thing right this season. I was going to say because United United are crying out for a Canate in the team, aren't they? (laughs) Crying out for a Canate, like the crying out for a fucking Dejan Lovren. It's mad. He got offered, didn't he, um, from Napoli? Koulibaly for 75 million he went no no we're not willing to pay that two weeks later go and buy Harry Maguire for 80 million <laughs> like, hey. did you see the goal yesterday like the first goal like Foden Foden took it past I think it was Lindelof and had the shot and De Gea saved it and Maguire dummied it in front of the goal <laughs> let it go through his legs and then De Bruyne's just there going nice one fella I'll have that goal uh, He's, he's unreal just, at the Bruyne, though. I, I'd love him at the Bruyne. Oh, the Bruyne is class, but yeah. like, I would have scored two yesterday against United. I think anyone would that. have scored two against yesterday. Uh, any game, really, I think. They uh, just... I think they, I don't know. Like Everton is just yeah. great to watch. Like, I'm not, I'm not, well, we've got, we've got Forrest them, in the Cup anyway. So no one, yeah. Yeah, Forrest won, yeah, yeah. Happy yeah. days. I'll be yeah. bossed at, you know. Me dad used to go on about how, how good a side they were and how sad it is that they've slipped so far. But they are, they're a massive club. Said the great, obviously, up their cup run ends now. After yeah. we have to play those jokes, that's the end of their cup run. But it'd be good to see them come up into the league as well because they're, they're um, fighting for promotion, aren't they? They're doing well, yeah. So, few, there's a few teams that, that have um, you know been around the Premiership over the years and slipped down that are doing well in the Championship this year. You've got Forest, I think Middlesbrough are doing quite well, Blackburn are up there. It's uh, it, it's it's a good season in the championship for all for what I've seen. Like, mm-hmm. uh, but now it would be nice for Forest to get up. I'm not going to lie. Huddersfield are second, aren't they? In the championship, Huddersfield yeah. are flying as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're second in the championship, so it's it is. They were both. Would be. I'm surprised Forest beat them today. To be honest, like because Huddersfield have been playing. They've got a um, season. Tingy's their manager, isn't he? Steve Cooper. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, we we Liverpool know all about Steve Cooper. He was out under. I think he was out under twenties manager or something like that, wasn't he? Under twenty one or something. Yeah, and then obviously he went on to England. <clears throat> Won England's only fucking trophy of the last fucking 50 years. Ever. Um, <laughs> so he, he's a good manager. He knows what he's doing. Like. It'd be nice to see a different tree come up, or it's the same shit coming up and going down every year. Up, down, yeah. up, down, up, down. So that's it. You've got a handful of teams in the Championship that sort of fit in the category of too good for the Championship, not good enough for the Premier League. Like They need to make just a separate league for them and fuck them off. Everton. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be in it, wouldn't I, they? I, I don't, I don't know about the two good for the championship part. There, you know, <laughs> should make a championship super league. So they can go in that I, way. Fucking, I've barely. said it. I've said it since he signed Lampard as a manager. They're not looking as a long running manager in the Premier League. They know Lampard yeah. has managed in the championship before, so they, they don't have to sack anyone and 
cost them money anymore because yeah. you've got a manager who'll happily manage in the championship. And, it's and, you, can blame Vene- and you can blame Benitez for them, for them going down. So, yeah, it's, these it's, like it's little like games, these games that they need to win, the games in hand, and they're just got, they're not going to, it's not going to happen. I think, I yeah. think Leeds is one of their game in hand, something like that. I think, and depends on Leeds turn up. Yeah, yeah. Mad. But I've just been saying there before before you came on about like the likes of Wofford and Norwich and that, even Burnley. I feel like they've all got a mad game in them where they'll, they'll swat someone. I don't think Everton have got it in them. No. Just don't think they're good enough. They're absolutely fucking dog shit. Well, I, I was talk, I was speaking to me uh, my granddad's day about them, about Everton and, and and my dad, my dad's a blue, and um said about the fixtures to him, and he said that really he can't see where the next three points is coming from because I think they've got Wolves next game and then they've got I don't know who it is after I think it's the FA Cup and then after that it's like Liverpool, Chelsea all in the space of like two they got Liverpool away and then Chelsea at home you've still got to play um, Arsenal Arsenal's their last game of the season do you know what I mean they've got to play Arsenal last game of the season still got to play Leicester as well it's not going to be an easy easy end of the season but uh, even though people have said I've been an easy start or middle of the season to be fair they they haven't won away from home since the third game of the season or something like that. Well, I was just saying, I don't think Lampard's won an away game, you know, he's won at home. No, but... no, he's won at home, yeah, but yeah. I, I can see them getting relegated and everyone said to me, and that would you not be asked because derbies and that, I'd be like, no, I'd rather have the black and white me to buzz off all my Everton mates and that, that they're, they're playing yeah. against, they're playing, Honestly, who they playing next week, really mean, Wigan or something. Not really uh, a match against them anyway, is it, to be fair, so? No. I don't, I don't see them as our derby. I see them like Man United and Man City. I, I see City more as our, more, like the, the, more of a derby. Especially with the rally that we've got. I sick feeling when I play Man United. I still hate them. But Everton are like, in football terms, like totally irrelevant. And it's fucking boring. I was saying this to my mate for the week, saying like, only when David Moyes was there and we were having banter over going to Wembley and all that, they beat, they finished above us in the league. We, we won the European Cup, obviously, as we would do. Um, it's all gone. It's just, there's no footy banter anymore. There's no arguments. There's, there's no like, who gets in the, the Merseyside 11 team, it's just fucking boring. Just relegate them, be done with it, and fuck them off because they're not even like a derby to shite. They get relegated, they won't come straight back up the next season because half oh. their players will leave them. They'll be like Leeds, they'll turn into a Leeds. Yes. Could they go down for the bar? When they should have went down in fucking the it's 90s with Hans Sagers in goal for Wimbledon, they never would have come back up then. No. Like, they're just one of them teams. He wouldn't recover uh, from it. That was a, that was a fixed game when they got uh, two yeah, goals. Oh, no, yeah. the last Everyone time knows that. Yeah, <laughs> it's common knowledge. Look in it, yeah. So this year they won't be getting fixed because they're going away to Arsenal for the last game of the season. So they're going to get swatted. So <laughs> happy days. Can we all um, can we all just take a moment to say happy birthday to Jordan Pickford? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't um, know what's worse that Neil will find out he shares the same birthday as Jordan Pickford. It's Neil's birthday today as well. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Happy birthday, Neil. Happy birthday, Neil. Happy watching, lad. Um, yeah, happy birthday, lad. Yeah, at least no one's put five goals past you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised. Right? You know what? I'm just looking at it. Yeah, I'm surprised it's still only five, to be honest with you. I know. I've just checked myself and that it's only five still, isn't it? I think this is the longest spell in the game where they haven't conceded. <sighs> Except for half time. <laughs> and you weren't allowed to score then. <laughs> no, I, th- I think Conte sent half the team home nearly. Oh, yeah, he's fucking bought Jamie O'Hara. Anyway, so the core, he's staying on. That's all I'm saying. He's getting <laughs> that I'm winning 100 quid. <laughs> he's definitely um, not going to get booked just to spite you, Jay. Yeah, so what are you I thinking the scores are going to be for tomorrow then? Um, I I can't, I genuinely can't see them getting a goal. I think, I think we'll get it. I think we'll go 1 0 up. 
and just play, keep it tight then. Protect it. It's a 3-0 win. I mean, away goals don't count anymore, do they? So, um, I think they will get a goal. I think I'll... Yeah. Yeah, but I think we'll win 3 1, mate. I, I, think, I think it'll be dead close, and I think we'll, we'll nick a goal. It'll be 1 0. I do think. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not. I, I hate playing Italian sides, even away. They, they defended well in that, and they, they caused us a few problems. But so no. I think we, we've got the capability there of sitting in, letting them come at us. That's what we need to do is frustrate them, make sure they come at us and make the mistakes, and we'll get in behind them. Imagine yeah. that if, they, if they're coming at us and they're pressing us where we had to buy a box and they're flying at us and we could be a Van Dyke ball over the top or whatever, Tiaz man, I owe Salomon on the end of it. It's it's gonna be dangerous in, in that sense. You could score looking through a three four. But yeah. I mean they, they've got to come at us, haven't they? You know, like I said, the two-nil down. Um they they've got to take the game to us if they want to get anything from it. If they sit back, they're not gonna do anything. So but like I think it plays into our favour if they try and attack us from the off. So um, if they if they do take that approach, I think it could be two or three nil to be honest with you. But I do think we'll we'll try and nick a goal and, and then just just hold on to it. Then I want Minamino to get a chance tomorrow as well. To be honest, yeah, I think he deserves it. Chance, and he doesn't really get a look in the league or Champions League much, does he? So yeah, I think it'd be be good for him to show that he is. I mean, I don't think he has to be shown anything to prove that he is a proper part of the squad, but it would be a good reward for him. Um, but I think we've got to go as strong as possible to start with, at least. I just think it'll be it's it's we're seeing we're seeing him score goal after goal in in the cups against lower teams, but he's also he's playing with worse teams when he's when he's doing it. Yeah. So it'd be good to see him with a proper midfield and proper strike force alongside him, as opposed to Arigi and fucking kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I I would like to give him a chance tomorrow. I maybe start him. Wide and I managed to the middle again and maybe give Salah or Diaz a rest for an hour, bring them on. Yeah, no, I wouldn't mind saying that to me myself, to be honest with you. Um, <clears throat> midfield, what are we? I think, um, I heard today everyone's back in training now, so I don't know if they'll be available for, for selection. Yeah, I don't think tomorrow. Thiago will play like that from the start, but I can see it just being what he played against West Ham for being Neil Henderson and Cater again. I can't yeah. see, I, I don't Thought think that really... well. Yeah, I don't think they really put a foot wrong when Cater done. When you look at the way he got back and tracked back for that Antonio yeah, yeah. shot and that, he, he's starting to play. I think starting to live up to a bit of the price tag we paid for him. I think paying a bit mm. of that back now to the club. And I think if you keep Cater fit, you've got a bit of a player on your hands as well because he, well, he can score some goals outside the box as well. He's one of them players that we need to, who can shoot and score as well. So mm. I think really he'll keep the... I think he'll keep the defence as well because I think Kanate, I, I couldn't really say why he'd drop him unless he thinks Matip needs to play that sort of game but I'd keep the back four the same as it what he's who, against West Ham as well. I suppose it depends who you think could do a better job against Jeho. Everyone knows he's, he's a big, strong, you know, awkward striker. So I don't know, maybe I think is Matip a bit bigger, a bit taller than him, is he? Yeah, I'd say Possibly. he's a bit taller but I think Kanate is a lot quicker than him which... When you've got mm. that Lataro Martinez up front as well, he's got pace. Yeah, true. Then you've got a. I know Van Dyke's rapid as well, so really it doesn't really matter. I think whoever plays with Van Dyke turns into a world class defender anyway. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> so it, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, because when Joe Gomez, when he played with him a few seasons back, you would have said they were the best two paired in Liverpool had, and then 
Matip comes back from injury or comes into the team and then you you go, oh, no, Matip's took over him and then Kanate comes yeah. and you think he's going to overtake all of them and, and probably on Van Dijk, probably overtake Van Dijk on, on his, like, like overall. Yeah. When you look back at the careers, I think Kanate will be a better defender. That's the one player I was just going to it mention. Not, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you love you love football statement, don't you, Craig? Fucking yeah, hell. don't half love it. <laughs> but um, I just think with his age and stuff, he's got and he's going to be learning from Van Dijk throughout yeah. his career at Liverpool. I don't think there's anyone better to learn from. And then once Van Dijk no. obviously hangs up his, uh, his boots and that, he's going to be on par with Van Dijk if you think yeah. of it. And that's my opinion well, anyway. If you think about it, I mean Van Dijk's what Van Dijk's thirty one this year. You look at someone like Thiago Silva, he's still playing at the top level when he's 37. Yeah. So let's say we've got at least six more years of Van Dyke there with Kanate, who's only 21. I mean, learning off Van Dyke for six more years is, would be fucking, yeah, he would be the best defender of all time. Mm. He would overtake Van Dyke, learning <laughs> from Van Dyke. Um, I couldn't think of a better way to <laughs> person to learn from in a position, really. No, no. I mean, you look at even, you've got even the likes of Gary Neville and fucking all these players who played with. The likes of fucking, you know, your Yapstams and your fucking Vidic and your Ferdinand and played against you, like say your John Terry's and all that, and f- all great defenders on the day, fair play. And all of them are going, Van Dyke's better than them. No. <laughs> like, and you've got no reason to, to to lie, you've got no bias towards Liverpool, you know what I mean? And they're all going. The main, the main thing the I'd best. say, Van Dyke, I'd say to teach Kanate how to take a penalty and then you'd be so open <laughs> because. <laughs> Canate's penalty in that final was the one that had me going, oh, yeah, oh, Jesus misses, like, you know what I mean? It was, but Van Dyke's was the main one that I thought, wow, no, we're stopping that. You could have had three keepers in there. Fabinho was not me sick. I fucking hate that when people do that. He I love them, you know. Uh, that keeper stands still there. He looks the biggest dickhead, doesn't he? He, he said, did you see his interview the other day in that? He said, um, the day before the final, I was practicing penalties with Diaz, and he said, what happens if it goes to penalties? And he said, I'll do this. And done a, done it, and he said, "I'll do that in the final." And he said, "When I was walking up to take the penalty, all I had in my mind was, I'm doing the pancetta that I would have done, yes, or whatever it's called, the pancetta or whatever. I don't even know what they, they call that kick. Bag ball. But, yeah, they had something. He said, and it looked like that. And he was like, "What the? What is it?" But he said, "I was doing that penalty, and he done it, and fair play to him. It pulled off." But I haven't. I wouldn't have the balls to do that in a in a cup that's final. A balls of steel to be doing shit it's like just that. Just one of them. Could you go? That's an amazing penalty. That but in the yeah. other hand, he just stands there. You look at the biggest. Well, that's it. Aguero tried it um, against Chelsea. He did the year, didn't he? And Mendy just goes. Mendy dived and still got up and caught it. And the just it. stood there like fucking up. That's it. It's one of them. You've got a balls of steel. It, it pays off. You look like a. You look boss, and if it doesn't, you look like a twat. Um, yeah, basically. But Van Dijk, I mean, his penalty was was ice cold. Fucking hell. To, to for the keeper to be standing practically on the post and for him to go, all right, yeah, I'll just put it there anyway. <laughs> it's just like again, balls of steel. Oh, as if he was saying to him, "You cheeky bastard, never yeah. do that again." Salah was the best, though. He just started laughing, didn't he, after he took his yeah. penalty <laughs> to say you weren't saving it, lad. Never, no. never, ever. No, you could have had two goalkeepers no. stood in the same fucking place and he wouldn't have saved it. No, um, no. But I mean, you look at Van Dijk when you go back to like his Celtic days and stuff like that. He was taking their free kicks and everything, like he. There's not. I don't think there's any. You could put him anywhere on the pitch, and he'd be the best player. Yeah. You could throw him up front, and he'd get. 20 I think he's played as a striker sometimes, didn't he? Or I know for Holland, they they sometimes throw him up front for the last like 15 minutes of a game. Sometimes mm. when, and he does his job up there. Like remember we done that with that Stephen Corker. He played. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think he played twice for us and up front both times, didn't he? Yeah, fucking. Ninety fourth minute, Stephen Corker. But I think that's just like you know. 
you think of a centre half fucking years ago, like a fucking a brother or a fucking I don't even know what else to think of from back then. But you just think of centre half from like the late nineties, early two thousands, and they were just fucking get rid of the ball, and that's it. The level of defending has come so far now that Van Dijk is he's not just the best defender. He's, he's arguably the best actual footballer in the fucking league. And that's how far the game that's has come I'm, in terms of technical was, ability. I was talking about him with him. dad and I was saying like when he come back from his injury, you could see the levels where he'd been before and where he wasn't there. Quite, You could see the difference in him. And then little by little, he's gone through gears. He's gone into second gear where he's looked a bit sharper again and third gear. And you see him throughout the match. It's like he's changing gears. He just goes like full throttle where he's world class relentlessly, or that where he doesn't make doesn't do as much work as he needs to because he's he's saving himself and that. He's he's just brilliant at everything he does. Yeah, and yeah. watching him go through the gears live whilst the match is on and seeing him get better and better and doing things and it's just it, joy to watch, any. It reminds me of um of, of Messi, to be honest with you, because and I don't know how true this was, but I remember reading a few years back that Messi at Barcelona used to get told for the first like 10 minutes of the game, don't run, just walk, don't run at all for the first 10 minutes of the game. So we can see everything that's going on. But then you see you see with Messi, he does walk for half the game and then he switches it on and it's fucking unbelievable. You know what I mean? He'll yeah. take, take it and create something out of nothing. And I think that's a bit what like Van Dijk's like, but in a defensive capacity. He, he sees everything going on and he knows when to switch it on and when not yeah. to. You seen and the other day, didn't you? He started sprinting for the ball. I think it was the first time you've seen him sprint since he's come back from his injury. And then you've seen his pace come back again and you think yeah. he's starting to step it up again now. Where yeah. he just beat the defender with ease and just had the ball, turned him and then passed it on. It's like you haven't seen him sprint like that all season. It seems to be now coming to the arse end of the season when we need to, to get the results and that he's starting to think I can be back to my best now and, and help the team even more. How scary do you reckon that is for opposition fans and players, though? The fact that he's been out for a year with a career-threatening injury and has come back and gone, yeah, I'm sound, I'm not asked me. <laughs> I, th- I think what's mo- like, what's scarier now is, like last season, when when you would have seen Van Dijk coming back, you, you still think, oh, there's little tweaks in that, whereas like, we had other defensive problems in that, whereas this season when he's come back and you look at the back, the, the four centre defenders that we've got, for obviously Gomez and Matip as well as Kanate and that, and then you think that's scary. And then when you look at the front five as well, you just think Liverpool are getting scarier by the seasons, aren't they, really? And and long may I continue, really. I, and with the young talent of Harvey Elliott and the likes of Jones, who I think before he got took off injured the other day, was probably the best player on the pitch. 100%. Um, like, obviously, the future's looking bright for us. Yeah, definitely. I was, I was looking at the two teams. I looked at Man City's lineup against United. And I compared it to ours, and I was just like, I really don't. They're not better than us. No. And the only one I ever say is up for the base. Sorry say, to just jump in. Used to say they had they had a, a better squad, but we had the <clears> better <throat> eleven. Now I'm looking at the squad room and fully fit. And you know they 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 could have brought Sterling on. We can bring on Diaz, or they can bring on Jesus. We're bringing on Jota. You know what I mean? It's a. Um, like for like, if not, we're, we've got a better team and squad. Mm. And I think when you can say we, we bring on Thiago in the midfield as well, yeah, and you yeah. think who, who else can say they're bringing on Thiago from the bench? And then, and then you've got even Harvey Elliott in that when they say we're getting Foden, he's not up to Foden's level yet, but his sort of injury sort of stopped them back a bit. But he's definitely going to be at that level where you think of him as being 
one of England's best players, not just Liverpool's best players. Absolutely. You know what? I, I think of Foden, don't get me wrong, he's a brilliant player and he, he's a talent. But if he weren't English, I don't think all the hype would be there. If they just bought him and he come in and was doing what he's doing, I don't think all the hype would be there. I Not just yet. I think he will get the hype eventually because look at Bernardo Silva. He come and there was no hype about him. But now I think he's one of City's most important players. I think you'd, start, you'd put him first on the team. She's ahead most of the team with what he's done this season, I think. And I think Foden, I think he's a brilliant player, but I get what you mean. If he wasn't English, he wouldn't be classed as how good he, people are saying he is. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he's yeah, a bit hyped. Don't get me wrong, he's talented and he's got the potential <clears> to be <throat> what he's getting claimed to be now. But I don't think he's there yet. Oh. No, no, definitely not. Um, look, let's. I think we'll wrap it up there, Jay. Now you've uh, you've got to shoot in a minute. Um, but again, just to let's final predictions for tomorrow. Then I'm sticking with one nil. Three one. Oh, I don't know. I've changed my mind. I'll go. <laughs> we're gonna go with one nil. Um, I I hope to see Diaz get on the score sheet because he deserves it as well. Yeah, definitely. I just you know what, just on him, he's fucking ludicrous. I've never seen him, <laughs> honestly. I, I haven't. Did I've you see never, it's his off the ball play, isn't it? When Torres signed for us and he, he skinned John Terry and scored like that, and you just like fuck me, we've got a player here. And then Suarez came on against Stoke, I think it was, and run them yeah. ragged and scored. But Diaz, like he was doing individual things, talented, but wasn't really past the team for a while. Whereas he's come in and he knows where every pass is going to be. He knows where his next pass is going to be. He knows who's going to... Like, he's not even looking and he knows Robbo's going to be ahead of him. The, the little the little touches with Mane and that, and it's just, he's brilliant. Even I, off the play I, stuff as well, when you see him live and not, like, you don't see it all when you're watching it from home, but when you see him live, is off the play stuff, where he where he's getting himself in the positions to be and stuff and that, it's just... And his tracking back is just, yeah, it's just brilliant. It's like what you said, though. Coutinho done it when he come against United. He stepped up and done the little. I think it was straight away. He, he started skinning players, didn't he, against United? And yeah. and then he, he looks like it's that South. Well, sorry, the um, South American, isn't it? Where wherever he's from, the, the Colombia is it? Yeah, he's So it's all that sort of way with the obviously the Brazilians and stuff like that. So it, it's all that sort of that style of play. They just all all fight for everything, don't they? They're just like street footy play. They like street footy. Yeah. But coming like, back to Coutinho, I mean, he's, he's playing brilliant for Villa, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's doing, uh, doing very well. I would have took him back at us, but... I would have done, but I don't think he gets in the team. I don't think... No. He doesn't get in a, in a flat three midfield, and we don't play with the with the number 10 anymore. And we've just um, got Diaz as well now. Who's, yeah. who's... My thing with Coutinho is I thought he couldn't get in a... All right, yeah, he, I mean, when he went on loan to Barca, uh, to Bayern, sorry, they were phenomenal that season, and he still played his part. But he couldn't get in arguably the worst Barcelona side of the last 15 years. And then they've shipped him out on loan to Villa, who were, what, like 14th in the league or something like that. Like For me, it was like, yeah, he looks great for Villa. Would he still be able to do it at the top, top level? And I don't think he would. No, I disagree. I think put, put I think he could. better players who were making runs like that. Like, I don't, he never got to play with Salah in his prime or, um, or Jota or Diaz. I think you put him in the middle of them and I think it's fucking scary. But yeah. I also stand by the fact that he blagged an injury to not play so he could go and sign for another team when we fucking needed to win. Uh, he fucked off the derby, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, yeah. One of them made his bed, unfortunately. Yeah, you know, I just think Barca ruined him, didn't they? And yeah, I don't think Liverpool would ever have him back from what he no, did. No, I don't think... Klopp, Klopp advised him, didn't he? 
stay here, get a statue, go elsewhere, just another player. And it happens, it happens all too often when you leave a club like Liverpool. Mm-hmm. I think some players need what we give them, the fans, the whole feel around the club, the likes of a manager like Klopp. You never play, never fucking hell, mate. I play for Klopp for nothing. I play for them for nothing. I, and I'd, I'd end up homeless and I wouldn't give a fuck. Be made up. Would be made up. Not paying me bills this month, love, because I'm paying fussy for Klopp. Fucking get over it. Yeah. I'd pay Klopp. You, you seen just... that, I've seen that top someone had on the other day. Sort of like oh, if, I, if I walked in and yeah. seen my wife in bed with Klopp, I'd ask him what he wants for breakfast. <laughs> it's, it's fucked, isn't it? <laughs> it's just like that, though. You'd work, you'd work for nothing for him, do you know what I mean? Yeah. You, you would. And that, that's the type of players he's got working for him. That's why everyone who comes in is, is like machines. They would mm. run through a brick wall for him. But to say, I think once you let him down as well, I think if you, if you let him down in a game or you tell him to fuck off in training, or you you shrug past them when you've you've been brought off, you'll forgive that. Yeah. Once you've let them down in the sense of you've dogged them and you've gone you've you've forced forced the move, you've told them point blank don't want to play anymore. There's no chance you get them back. No. Now the talk of Ronaldo, <clears throat> maybe getting offered to come back, but no. again, someone, he, someone put I felt on the sorry for him. Yeah, I, I felt I felt sorry for him because I remember his, his post match interview after the game and he was. Still like talking like he wanted to stay, but he couldn't reach an agreement. But apparently, he was after all his agent wanted all sorts of money and a long and a like four year contract. Nearly three hundred grand he wanted, something like that. And Probably a full agent, that way. Yeah, just not. It's just stupid. And now PSG I, want to sell him back to us for twenty one million. The <laughs> player that we've given for free. Uh, it just doesn't okay. make sense. And to be honest, I'd rather. You spend twenty one on him. I'd rather put another sixty million and get back Bellingham for for eighty million from from. Richard I think Bellingham's done. I I've been saying it for weeks. I was saying it to Neil. Um, I think he's going to be our only signing. One major sign. He's going to be Bellingham, and I, I can see him going. That's our business done because I think the summer would have been Diaz and Bellingham, but obviously we've had to get Diaz in January. So whereas the fans are probably going to go, we're getting more. So I think he's already got one mind, one main main target, meaning him. Maybe offload Origi, who's going to be going on a free anyway, and then may, he might look at another striking option. Really, but I think the I think we need to we need to overhaul that centre mid now. Keita, Keita, and Thiago, and even to this point, Jones not reliable enough in terms of injuries. Neither's Ox. Um, I think Ox will go. Yeah, I think Ox is going to have to go. Yeah, Henderson, um, he's obviously aging, so the only real. Source of support you've got there is Fabinho, who can play week in, week out. Him and Milner, mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I fucking love Milner, but you can't expect that man to, to play fucking nearly every week. I think Elliot yeah. sort of plays in a midfield role as well, doesn't he? Because he, he links up with Salah, just behind, but more of a midfield I think, role. I think he prefers to play in Salah's role, but he, he works well behind him. Mm. You're not going to you're not going to take Salah's place really at this moment in time. Right, you, you didn't get your yellow card, Jay, Sorry. If you could, if you could get a, a few more centre mids and bring Elliot on instead of Salah, know yeah. what I mean? You've got, you've got that that dynamic then. But I, I think he was getting a couple of players to be honest. I think that Carvalho as well. Sorry to tell a lot. That Carvalho is another player who's who's heavily linked with the pool. Well, apparently that's a done deal. It's a done deal, yeah. The apparently that's um, done. But I think I've been convinced for weeks that we're getting Bellingham. No one can tell me anything different. And then, like we said, I think maybe looking like that. I don't know if I mentioned it. Last time at you with yourselves, but um, the, that the baller on a free. Oh yeah, if we, you if did, we can yeah, make yeah. that happen at a decent wage, then I think that'd be a great sign. 
I'd, I want I want them to go for that um, kid from is it Leipzig or Salzburg? I think that and Kunu or yeah, I think he's he looks like a talent and he's young as well, isn't he? And yeah, you get him for I think it's a thirty million release clause or something. He's got something silly like that. I mm. think it is. And for that, for a player, it sort of fits the 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 way or the the pay that that they're willing to pay for the player, the transfer fee, and that. And yeah, it's another young player. I think Klopp never buys superstars. He doesn't do it. It's not in his nature. He, he turns them into superstars. Like people were laughing at us when we bought Jota, and you look at him. He's he's got the one of the best goal ratio goal to game ratios in the league. And the same with as you said, Minamino, eight million people laughed at us for that for buying Minamino, but he's he's proved his worth and stuff like that. And I think if he was to get sold now, you'd get about twenty five million for for him. Do you know what I mean? So it's so yeah. I think I've read I've read reports reporters after the, the January when we weren't really going for anyone and then fucking Tottenham went for Diaz so we got him and we got him. The, all the reporters and journalists and that were saying Liverpool are set for a, a big big summer. Loads of incomings but also loads of outgoings. Um, so even that the likes of Gomez and that he, he's he's a brilliant player but he's gonna have to sit down and clock office and go listen. What are the chances of me getting ahead of Matic Canate or Van Dijk? But I've read about, I've read of that Conande from um, Sevilla. He's been linked with Liverpool now. Apparently, Liverpool are going to release it, get his sixty-eight million pound release clause. I know Liverpool have got funds to spend this season, this summer, and I think what FSG or what Klopp sort of hinted at is this summer transfer window is the time to start rebuilding because Klopp's going in in two years. Right? I can't. The way he's making out, he's saying he wants to make sure his team's ready to compete when he leaves. And the only way he can do that is if he starts to heavily use the, the transfer window to bring in the quality for when he leaves. And I've seen it. I have seen it as well. They've said this is going to be the season when it's starting to rebuild the team. for. And you look at it, Diaz is coming. There's a start to rebuild for when Mane goes. Then you've got, obviously, you need Bellingham, who you think is a dead set. I think he could be who's going to come in and, and improve the team. But for the long run, he's only 19 or something, isn't he? So he's another one who's... I think he's still on the 18th, to be honest with you. Is he 18th? There you go. Someone who's going to be... Carvalho coming in from Fulham if we get in. Yeah, yeah it, does look, it does look exactly like that. He's building a team underneath a team. Yeah, that's and what he said. He wants a team underneath and a team. And eventually they'll just push them out. They'll go. And then we'll have to do it again. Bring younger kids in to replace them. But I don't... The, the talk... I, I want a club to just go point blank to say, nah, I'm not fucking leaving. But I don't... <laughs> I, I can see him signing a little extra year or something. Personally, because he said about he needed to have he never said point blank, I'm not signing. He just said, I'll see how I feel if I've yeah. got the idea of will. But but I've read another one now where he said again, where it says, Um, my plan is to leave the team in a better place for, for when I leave. So if the team's not ready at that time, then he's not going to leave, like sort of thing. Basically, saying me and F- FSG and us have got a plan to get the team better for when I leave there, all the team underneath is basically ready to start stepping into the thing. And I think that if it's not at that point, he will just sign a little extension. And I think it's what, not even that, he loves Liverpool. He said he wishes he would have come here earlier, and he, yeah. I think that's sort of I've, what's... I've rather been here than have class. Yeah. Win the odd Champions League, win the League Cup. I don't think he'd just walk away... I think that's the one thing you've got to give him respect for. I think if time's got hard, I think he would try and rebuild and leave us in in good stead. Yeah, he's not he's not gonna do what what Ferguson done and leave an agent squad for the next manager to come in and, and try and do it his own no, way. Yeah. He, like 
Ferguson, what was probably one of the best managers to get young players and then bring them right, like what he done with all his team. And if he would have just left that, United would be in a far better place than what they are now. But the fact that he just upsticked and left, it was like I said, right, this is me done. I've left you with all the old players you're gonna to have to get rid of and just do it yourself. And no, but yeah. to be fair, like it's not like he was he didn't finish like fifth or not and he won the league, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's like you can't take you can't I don't know, he'd been there what 20, 27 years. Like, yeah, he knew, he knew what he was doing there, though, Jay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he, he definitely knew what he was he doing. Like, but... He was shit. He bought, he bought Van Persie for stupid money for the age of him just to win him that league. And he fucking conned David Moyes. He was a yeah. himself because he knew he'd go. And then all that flack would be left on Moyes then because yeah. what, what, what Moyes got left with was a title-winning team, but it was an aging title-winning team that teams behind him were really starting to catch them, mm. weren't they, when he, he was well, leaving? So, Moy- like, also, you know, don't forget, Moyes didn't buy anyone. Moves off, Fellini. Like what we've just said about Klopp, then players had killed themselves with Alex Ferguson. Once Alex Ferguson's no longer there, you've got a fella who's got a team into the top four once and come from Preston. Fucking half shit footballer. You're not, you're not going to have the same respect for him as you did for Ferguson, so that's where it all goes to shit. I, I've got a firm it's still going to shit. <laughs> I've got a belief that what we've just discussed then with the players bringing players through to replace what's already there. I think that that's already a motion for Klopp as well. 100% I think, believe Pep Linders is going to just come in and take take over that job. I've got a feeling of Pep, I've said it before, people have said Gerard, and I've said it before Gerard does it, he's got to at least get Villa into European places and prove that he can challenge with a, a team there to get them into Europe yeah. so that when he comes to a team like Liverpool, he can challenge for the league. Because he's not going to be challenged for Europe. Oh, yeah, or even if he just wins something, you know, yeah. go on a little League Cup run, a little FA Cup run. But I, I, like I've that. said Pep Linders is basically the, the perfect fit, who's the same with the players now, because you see him doing a lot more of the, the interviews than he used to do and yeah. a lot more of the stuff with the players. And I think that's what they're doing with, with the likes of Julian Ward. Behind the scenes, there's a lot going on at Liverpool. Like Michael Edwards getting Julian Ward ready, who done the deal for Diaz. He was the one who was the top negotiator for it. And then you've got now Linders coming into view more doing more interviews, talking about the players more, starting to get them riled up for matches and that, and then you see him around the players at the end of the game as well. And I think, as you said, I think I'm, I'm with you on that one. And I'd rather have him there than Gerard at the minute because he knows the Liverpool way more than Gerard knows the Liverpool way at this time, this moment exactly. in time. And do you know what? Like, I think you've said before, Jay, his managerial career has not been great. I think he got over to Holland or somewhere. And yeah. was a bit but that's then, that's, that's as a young coach going into man- managerial times. Now he's learning under the best manager in the world. It's like, you know what I mean? It's like when Mourinho was getting taught by Rob, uh, Bobby Robson. Mm. He was only a fucking translator. <clears> and he's <throat> now he's, he's picking these up from Klopp. He's got respect from his players, respect from the team, from within already. Yeah. He's already got a little bit of a stamp on the club. So If you if you look at Arteta as well, he only done a couple of seasons under... Um, Oh, can't even think Guardiola, yeah. But the, I'm forgetting his name now. <laughs> Guardiola, but um, if you look at him now, yeah, everyone was giving him sticks, saying he's not one of them. But he's starting to become that sort of manager with with a philosophy and knows what he wants to do. And if you look at Arsenal playing this season, you'd say they, they deserve Champions League football off the way mm. they played this season. Like, And yeah. I think that's it's what it is. Pep's time. They've given yeah. time. Where the going got tough and the fans were booing him once them out. Fucking that Arsenal fan TV was exploding every week. Ah, that's an out. You can't, you can't just keep getting rid of managers. You've got to give them the time to put the stamp on the club. That's why, that's why Everton is in such a bad position now. They've had since Klopp come in. 
Everton have had nine managers since we've had Klopp in seven years. I mean, it's, it's more than the manager this season, so it just shows when you change your managers, you don't get results. United as well. Every manager's got their own input, whereas Pep Linders has got input on what we do, possibly who we buy, possibly what system we play. And, and, the, Klopp, and the players listen to him. Yeah, he's respected. Yeah. And that, that's the same thing as like years ago, what happened with Shankly? Shankly left, and the story is we had to we had to get stop Shankly going into the dressing rooms and that because when he was coming in, the players were still reverting from his boss, and it was putting Paisley down a little bit. So in the end, you had to say to him, "You can't come in on a match day because yeah. the players ain't listening to Paisley because Shankly was still <clears> the, the king." You know what I mean? My only my only concern with Linders, and you mentioned it there about his managerial record is that he may be a better coach than he is a manager. And you've seen it with like um Paul Clement, he was Ancelotti's assistant at like Chelsea. At the, he was with him for about four different clubs. He was second second his assistant manager. And then he got the Swansea job. I know it's not the same level, like, but he got a, he got his first managerial job and it flopped. So some I think some people are more suited to just coaching rather than actually managing. And I'm just hoping it's not the same with Linders if he does get the job. No, I definitely think though that the years that he's been <clears> under Klopp and the the years he's done with this team at the minute, even now more so than ever, the young players coming through who basically could be his players when Klopp goes. So he's getting the respect off the younger players as they come through now. He's spending a lot of time with them as well as Klopp, obviously. But I think that's why Liverpool aren't panicking as much, saying, "Oh yeah, Klopp's coming to the end of it." Like they're not like Klopp's not even worried about it because he must know. They've got a sort of sort of thing. I think he's been working with a lot of the players behind the scenes, especially the younger ones like the Elliots and Jones. And you see it before he comes on; he's with them all straight away, and he wants to. He's he's the one giving them that final message before they go on. I know Klopp as well, but he, you see them most of the time. It's Linders who's who does the majority of everything, and Klopp is the the main man at the end of it. Don't get me wrong, fucking hell! If he signs another contract, mate, I'll be I'll, I'll be paid. yeah. City because I just love him. Um, get him for as long as we can. But I think that the wheels are in motion for the replacement when he does go. And if that be in two years or six years, still Linda's going to learn off him for another four years. Then at least Tom. We said about Van Dijk and Canate, didn't we? It's just the exact same with a managerial role. You learn mm-hmm. him from basically he's your understudy. You're teaching him, and then he's going to take over. And and that's what it's, it happens. I think it's happening all the way through Liverpool's team. Team backroom staff and everything at the minute. They're getting the younger person training them up under the wing and then letting them, like now Edwards is getting off and leaving Julian Ward in charge. And I think it, it's just going to show throughout the whole team, not just not just, just the actual squad. It's just got an old-fashioned feel to it. It's like the boot room. That one's going, like no one's getting sacked. He's leaving on his own terms. He wants to go when he's ready to go, spend time with his wife before he, he might get the Germany job or whatever. But it's already pre-planned, you know. He's not walking out on us out the blue. It's sorted. I'm going at this date, get that team underneath me ready. And it has it's got that boot room feel about it where and then whoever's under Linders, it will go on again. And it would be nicer if it was all ex players, like what we witnessed. You know, if it would have been like Gerard and Carrigan and Fowler, it'd be lovely, but sometimes it's not real life. It's just yeah. clock clock leaving and leaving. Who's worked with him all the way through it? Um, be, be good. Well, Klopp's main goal was to get it to back to how it used to be, 
like in the, the Shankly and the Paisley days and stuff, he said he wanted it to be like that. And I think as you look at it now, it's it's starting to get closer to that than than ever. Really. Well, that's part of the reason why the Academy why the closed Melwood. Mm. Because he, like I went on an experience from the eighteenth when I met Alan Kennedy and Ronnie Real and David Johnson, Phil Neal showed us face and they took us to Mel they took us to sorry, they took us to the Academy and they done a training session with us, what it would have been like at Melwood back then. And then they showed us like what it is now. It was literally father side back then and it's all sorts of mad science shit now. But he said, like, the kids don't see any of the players now. They're in Kirby, the players are at Melwood. They've got no one to look up to. They just see them on the telly and that's all it is. There's no connection within the club. So Klopp wanted that connection back where you could be playing on one pitch and over there is Van Dijk. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's that's way- we, we, we talked about it, um, I think, I think before you and Neil joined on the pod. And um, <clears throat> we were saying, imagine what it must be like, like you said there, you're the young defender, you know, you're... You might be Billy Cometti, or let's say, just finished training with, with the under-18s or whatever. And then, you know, two minutes away is Van Dijk and Kanate and Matt up all training. You yeah. get to go and watch them who at the top of the game right now. It's it's exactly what we needed and Klopp has right to do it. And yeah, it does have that old feeling. You've said it yourself, Jay, in the past, you know, it's like we're reliving Shankly with, with Klopp now. And maybe that is what the plan is. You know, we went from Paisley to... Uh, Shankly to Paisley, sorry, you know, we yeah. go from Klopp to Linders, and you've even got that uh, Peter Krawitz there, who's he's got mm. two assistant managers, so maybe that's the plan. Linders takes at, over, he Krawitz becomes Linders second man. If you look as well, Klopp play. I don't think I've ever seen Liverpool play as many kids in as many different games, like Tyler Morton playing Champions League games and stuff like that. Like he's bringing, the, he doesn't just let the kids watch the team play, and that he brings them in and actually says, right, you're gonna. I'm dropping Fabinho this week. You're taking his role to an 18 year old or 19 year old yeah. Tyler Morton in a Champions League game. And you're like, I don't think we've ever yeah, really had the, the quality players to be able to do so, to be honest. Though. Like, like that Gordon as well, Kate, Kate Gordon, another yeah. quality player. And you just think of the amount of quality we've got under quality. When you look at like quality. the youngsters who were playing, say, like even back when we won the Champions League in Istanbul and we were bringing like Dave Raven in and, you know, you. You met don't like Neil Melieri, he scored some important goals and that, but like Anthony Latalic and like just players you knew that yeah. weren't going to make the grade, you know what I mean? And with with the ones we're bringing through now, you look at them and go, he's going to be a fucking player in a couple of years. I can't wait to see that. Um, is it Musilowski? Polish yeah, yeah, kid. Polish striker. Yeah. I've seen him on. Like, I've seen him on a few. Yeah, yeah, he looks brilliant, doesn't he? Why is he not getting anywhere near the squad though? I, I, I just don't think they want to rush him. I don't think we need to at the minute. Um, I think his position would overload it. That it's too stacked, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I think at the minute, if you've got a kid banging goals in at the level he's at, let him keep banging the goals yeah, and yeah. build his build his confidence, and then bring him into the fold next season when we might be a bit shorter on numbers. Yeah, you look at Haaland; he was banging him in as a kid. I think he scored like mm-hmm. 140 goals in like 60 odd games or something. Yeah, and he was just, and then you look at him now. He come in at what at 19, 20. Yeah. And he hasn't, he's just hit the ground running for the last four well, minutes. His, um, his cousin is meant to be just like, yeah. he's meant to be better than him. Is that he's playing in Norway now, he's yeah. Beat, yeah, he's beat his record, and he from what? I'd just go for his cousin, mate. I was just going to say, I'd just beat the middle man and just go stay for his cousin. Now, I, I do, I think, just let the, let the kid keep his confidence going, let him keep scoring goals. Even you've got um, that Oakley Cannon here now as well, who's banging in the goals, the ball boy from Barca. Yeah, yeah. So, um, 
it's just the future's looking bright. I mean, as I say, I don't think we've had that many players available over the years that no. could come into the first team and do a job. It's a lot of bottles shown from the manager as well, though, because like you've heard them say, if it goes good, it's the players' fault. If it goes bad, it's Klopp's fault. And you, you don't see a lot of managers give them a chance because they're scared of it not going well and getting criticised. Mm. Um, like, look at Lampard at Chelsea. He was hailed like this messiah because he was playing the kids. Once he got given a few quid, he fucked all the kids off. off yeah. yeah. And that, that's where you, you, you... If you lose the face in, in your club where kids don't believe they're going to get a chance and they turn up to saying they're thinking, what's the fucking point because I'm never going to get a chance, then you're never going to get anywhere with it. He's no. building a system where every single kid believed he, he might get that chance. Yeah, yeah well, Keller's already get... made number two already, isn't he? And look what he's done with him. When he come, you'd think... Who's, who's this kid here? He's not going to do nothing. And now I'll put him ahead of Adrian as our number two. Yeah. Easily. But Adrian's, and the thing, what I like about it is Adrian's happy with that. Yeah, yeah. You can tell he's he's, he's absolutely not bothered that. He's, he's it, not going to be bothered. He's, he's even, getting the trophies. He's even fourth choice. He's getting the medal, isn't he? He's fourth choice now, isn't he? So, yeah. uh, behind that Petaluga. He's still getting the medal. Yeah. He's played important roles in some games. He won us the Super Cup, you know what I mean? He's played, he's made mistakes. Alisson makes mistakes every week, every single game now. Alisson's doing something fucking stupid, but he's that good. He makes up for it within the game. Adrian hasn't had that chance. But again, they've all been past the squad. You tell me a better number three or four. There isn't one. Mm, no. Got the three. Got in terms of substitutions, taking Alisson off for Kelleher. Oh, you're stuck with Adrian for a few games. It's not a fucking big issue. We're no. sad all departments at the minute. But mm. Klopp's built a team where if you're third or fourth choice, you're not getting a lot of game time. You're still made to feel like you've been part of every every win. That are that are close knit to junior. The fucking tea ladies and the cleaners are getting mentioned. You know what I mean? All yeah. all the stuff we work on the museum when we were giving showing people the cups. We're all saying like it's been the best part of their careers because they've been made to feel part of Liverpool winning. That's what Shankly used to do, and that's what Klopp's done. Let's hope it doesn't end in 2024, then. I fucking hell. Are, are we going to fucking cope when it, when it ends in 2024, <laughs> lads? How are we going to do it? Um, now, look, it's it's been fun, as always, lads. Um, appreciate you taking the time out of your busy lives to have a chat with me again. So, um, look, we'll be back next week, um, middle of next week again. And um, let's hope for a nice win tomorrow and a nice uh, win at the weekend. And yeah, most importantly, up the Reds. Up the Reds. The Reds. Sports Social Podcast Network.